This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast, with their enemy vanquished. Don't you remember getting punched in the face with their cold, dead hands? I just thought that was because they couldn't draw a weapon after failing so miserably to entangle us. How dare you? I almost killed you. How dare you? Dare you! <laughs> the heroes gather the spoils of war. Which Ooh, I don't what? think. Do we, we have one of those? No nope. party dealt with. We have nope. never encountered one. I don't think in this campaign. They're the coolest. And decide who gets what. I think this might be a little more useful in my hands than yours. I'm I, sorry. I I don't care. I'm dying. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. But they are far from safety. Baron, can you carry on for at least a little while? I can I can take us to a safe place very soon. And the dark temple. Very uneasy feeling in this room. Still holds many secrets. And this small room contains something utterly out of place in the giant village. The adventure continues. Hell yeah, this is Pembroke's time to shine, baby. Right now. Hello, I didn't see you there. It's your old buddy Troy LaValle coming at you once again with another exciting episode of the Glass Cannon Podcast. Been a fun couple of weeks, some juicy combat in there. The sons of bitches got the best of me once again, but I'm going to get them. I already took one of them down this book. I will take them all down, so help me. Where are they going to go next? Well, you're about to find out in the next couple minutes. But first, boop, 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 some Glass Cannon Network announcements. First off, we hit our $25,000 goal on Patreon, you maniacs. You super kind, overly generous maniacs. We hit it. What does that mean? That means we're going to start live streaming games straight from Glass Cannon Studios. And we are kicking things off with the Pathfinder playtest adventure, Doomsday Dawn. Let me tell you what this is all about, just in case you don't know. For those of you going to Gen Con, and once again, we are so sad that we can't be there this year. Please have fun in our stead, because come hell or high water, we will be there next year. But if you're going, the Pathfinder playtest is releasing at Gen Con. And part of that release is this adventure called Doomsday Dawn. Doomsday Dawn is going to be broken up into seven parts, and each part of the adventure is testing the new mechanics of the new system. So our plan is to Twitch all seven parts of that adventure. So sometime in late August, probably on a Friday night, that's our normal Twitch night, we will go live with part one of Doomsday Dawn. And our plan is to play that entire part in one sitting. So we'll start at like 8 p.m. and go two, three hopefully not, but maybe four hours, and uh, hope to keep your attention. We said in the description of this goal that our plan was to make this an experimental testing ground. We want to take what we're doing to the next level. And what does that mean? That means we have to get involved with video, live video, especially if we want to compete with the big boys and girls, then we got to go there. And so what I want to do, and I said this on Cannon Fodder a couple weeks ago, is I don't want to let perfection be the enemy of good. I just want to get this content out there. So this is going to be raw, unedited, uh, probably not safe for work, but it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I think we're going to learn a lot in the process and, you know, we're going to have seven different parts to go through. Hopefully between the first one and the seventh one, we'll get better at it. And maybe by late, late in the seventh one, we'll have actually figured this out. But that's where you guys come in because not only are we going to be surveying this game and figuring out what we like and what we don't like about the Pathfinder playtest, but we want to hear from you guys what you like and don't like about our live show. There are going to be plenty of hiccups, but I think it's going to be something really special for us and for the community as we work 
to take this to the next level because that's what video is. And if you want to see it, the only way you're going to be able to see it, hear it, or anything is to either watch it on Twitch or watch the videos uploaded on YouTube uh, a week or so later. So that is the plan. The other big announcement is we have opened up a $500 tier on our Patreon called the VIGCP Club. Now, we know this is not for everyone, but we want to get to a point where we can do this full time. And in order to do that, we need to create more opportunities for growth. And that's what this reward tier can offer. If you are able to pledge at that level, you're going to get all the stuff from $100 on down. You're going to get to play with us on Roll20. You're going to get the Skype session, the bottle caps, the t-shirts, the whole shebang. And you're also going to get a couple new things. For one, if you're going to be in New York, you let us know. You can come hang out in the studio. We'll game with you. We'll drink with you. We'll hang out. It'll be a good time. We're also going to be having a couple parties here. I know of at least two next year. And if you're in the New York area, you are invited to that party. And we will let you know well in advance so that if you want to fly out here and hang out, you're welcome to come do so. You're also going to get free VIP admission to all our live shows and events. Now, if that's a live show that's happening at a convention, we'll get you in early for some priority choice seating. Now, if you show up to one of our live shows like, I don't know, the one that's happening in Los Angeles, hopefully later this year, then you're going to get even better access. We're talking backstage passes, baby, where you can hang out with us before the show and watch how the sausage gets made. Actually, you probably don't want to see that. I mean, no, no one needs to see Grant's sausage. No one. Not even his wife. You're also going to get the Glass Cannon Mystery Box. Ooh, what could be in that box? Well, there's definitely going to be some legendary caps, which I don't even have, along with some cool game-used materials, signed shit. It's going to be a really fun box. The kind of box where you would get and be like, oh, this is totally worth uh, pledging $500 a month to those idiots. Once again, we know this isn't for everyone, but we want to thank you guys, whether you pledge a dollar or whether you pledge $500, for helping us get closer and closer to turning this into a real gig for us. Let me tell you right now, we're, we're getting there. The fact that we're already past 25,000 means we're closer than we ever thought possible. Uh, so thank you for everything you do. I've talked long enough. Let's just, let's just get to this episode because these guys got to do some cleanup and figure out what the hell is going on in this chapel. So please sit back and enjoy episode 166 of the Glass Cannon Podcast. I was never into music as a kid. I remember, no kidding. I remember going to my first dance in sixth grade, Skid, uh-huh. and and all the kids knew all the the lyrics to the songs, and they were singing along, and uh, I felt very, very left out. I did not know. Lady in red. I didn't know. <laughs> Never seen you looking lovely as you do tonight. They didn't know Never those lyrics to Lady so in Red. Right. <laughs> I'm talking Lady about like Belle Biv DeVoe's Poison. Oh, come on. Come on, man. Every Little Step I Take by Bobby Brown. Wow. All those hits. <laughs> no, Joe, I will not be quiet. <laughs> I don't care Screaming. if I'm popping on the mic. I am fired up. Screaming. I am fired up. <laughs> um, I didn't know any of, the, any of the songs, and I felt like, how do I not know this? I, you know, I didn't have an older brother. I didn't have an older sister. I didn't have, uh, you know, my a parents radio. were... Real, I didn't a radio. Have a radio. radio. I just, I never dawned on me, like, ah, I should listen to music. Your so parents I, were 45 to 50 years older than you? They had uh, records. They had old <laughs> LPs. I remember they had Creedence Clearwater Revival, which was cool because, like, they had four faces. You could turn each face. Oh, sure. They had Eddie Rabbit. Remember Eddie Rabbit? Oh, sure. Well, I love the rainy the nights. Just I love the rainy nights. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, Johnny Horton, Little Battle New Orleans. Trivia question who were eddie rabbit's kids uh bugs bunny and uh the one from tiny tunes no the band nelson 
You know, oh, the band really? Nelson, they were Eddie Rabbit's kids. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, anyways, I, I never got into music. And then I, uh, <laughs> and then when I got Jeez. into high school, I had a friend that was really into like uh, Pink Floyd and the police. So I started listening to the police, got hooked on the police, obsessed with the mm-hmm. police sting. And that led to, you know, all the British invasion, the Who, the Rolling Stones. Then I got really into classic rock. So then, you know, by then I was really into music and I listened to everything except country. It was the only thing I could not stand. I could even now, listen to classical. And you love country. And now, now it is now. the only thing I listen to. People find it addicting. Yeah. I, you know, I've never gotten into it, but the people that get into it are like, you can't go back. Hate it my whole life. And it happened to me. I, my, I met my wife and, and there were some girls that I was bartending <laughs> with before I, I, uh, I retired from bartending and they were really into country. And I was like, this is the worst. I cannot listen to this. This is the worst. This, hey, can you play that one song again? <laughs> and then just forget, it just turned. And I was talking to my father-in-law a few weeks ago, and he said it's because rock and roll, traditional rock and roll doesn't exist anymore. There's no like outlet to get into rock and roll. So a lot of rock musicians get in through country because country's like, come to us. We'll, we'll give you a, a you know, spot. Just kind of countrify your music a little bit. You know, Keith Urban doesn't want to be a country. He wants to be a rock, a rock star. Right. And so he goes into country. Uh, anyways, I'm, I'm just, I'm just really, into you know, it's country. funny. Malcolm Gladwell back. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Matthew. Skids into Let, this, Matthew. I, I want to talk now. <laughs> Matthew, uh, shut up. Malcolm, all Matthew does is <laughs> yeah. talk, talk, All he talk. does, all he does is talk over me, and I'm sick of it. Mansplains. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell talks about, like, why country music is so much more emotionally effective, affecting than rock and roll music. Hmm. And it's because of the specificity of it. Yeah. Because, like, it's a very narrow focus on, on country. So it's like, everything is, like, geared towards a very specific audience set of circumstances rock and roll by its nature has a much more broad appeal yeah so it, you, you're not going to cry at a rock and roll song the way that you're going to cry at like a hank williams song do it's you, true do you know the song uh beer is good god is great and people are crazy of course that's a hell of a song <laughs> it sure is i Grant. was driving in the backwoods like uh from an upstate new york wedding and the only kind of ice cold bud light in the console <laughs> right after exactly. burying a body <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Joe, I just killed Joe. my best friend and his dog. Joe. I love a rainy night. I Troy's, love a rainy night. Troy's exactly right. I got to correct you. It wasn't a body. It was body. <laughs> and that song came on and I was listening to it and I got obsessed with it because the entire story behind the song is that he meets this old man at a bar. This is the specificity you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Is it God? And it's an old man at the bar. <laughs> is it God? Don't ruin no, it, Matthew. It's, God damn it, Matthew. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. <laughs> it's not one of your fucking plays. <laughs> <laughs> and so he meets a man God, at a bar. Very rare, right? <laughs> I know. That's why it's that's why it's on the country radio. Uh, so Does he, he take him to a shack? God. And make your real himself to be God? Matthew, <laughs> one more word out of your mouth. And I swear to God. Guarantee Matthew's next play takes place in a bar and a bartender is God. So what it'll be? Eternal life? Would you like knowledge of evil? Um, no, so this guy sits down at a bar and he starts talking to this old man at the bar and it's one of the deepest voice country singers. Do you know the name of the country singer? I don't want to... Yeah, him. Billy. Uh, I think it's Billy Carrington. Yeah, yeah Billy so Carrington. he's got a really deep voice and he's like meets this old guy at a bar in like... Uh, Cozumel or someplace down south. So he starts talking about like his whole life, what he's learned, what he hasn't learned, and his kids kind of suck. And he 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 just has beers with this guy. And the only lesson he gives is that beer is good, God is great, and people are crazy. And by the end of the song, the man dies, 
He visits his grave, and it turns out that instead of giving the money that he had earned through his life, the man was a millionaire, mm-hmm. to God. his children, he gave it to him. The man who wow. had beers at the bar. And they dance with senioritas. They dance with senioritas. Wow. do. And These people uh, are crazy. I just, I love that song. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, you, just give it a chance. I know it sounds crazy, but I saw a Florida Georgia Line concert last year, and it was one of the best concerts I have ever been to. Better than Counting Crows. I do love Counting Crows. I know. <laughs> See, I'm not, I'm not ready to trust Troy and his like, yeah, musical I know, but like, not either. Well, you'll trust Samantha. You'll trust do, my wife. No, no, no. I do. Yeah. yeah. Luke Bryan, I, Flora Georgia Line, Jason Aldean, <laughs> Blake mean, Shelton. I mean, come on. Blake Shelton only puts out hits. To oh, be Lord. fair, Troy, <laughs> by saying we trust your wife, she did marry you. That's which is a terrible decision. Her judgment is. Me aside. <laughs> her judgment is <laughs> automatically suspect. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Can I ask a question? Drinking a beer and watching the sun. Set? I know your question. What's my question, Joe? What does this have to do the with the game or situation? <laughs> I know exactly what Matthew was thinking. Yeah, that is a good question. I'll answer your question, question Joe, with an answer. <laughs> bottle Thanks. cap. <laughs> Can I get a bottle cap? Bottle cap for uh, Joe. <laughs> give me all your bottle caps. I need to clear the scene of bottle cap. Well, two reasons, Matthew. One, it was just what I was thinking about when we hit record, <laughs> and I wanted to share it with my good friends, who I only see. When we record this podcast. <laughs> that's true, that's true. And never outside of Never show. outside anywhere. Except never. when we go to a convention <laughs> and drink for 24 hours straight just because we're so excited to be around each other outside of a game. Mm-hmm. And number two, I was just thinking that, like, I'm so upset that that didn't go the way I wanted it to. There must be a country song about it that would really get me through that bad combat. That would be a good GM country blues. song. The GM blues. The GM blues. I like that. Coming, like coming you know, soon. You know what the, the tro- gunslinger blues? The gunslinger blues. I've been thinking about it. Oh boy! And um, <laughs> you took me down with that last uh, fortitude affecting ability. I gave you the plague. You gave me the plague. You gave me the plague. They got the plague, motherfucker. That took me. I, I completely <laughs> forgot that you have the bubonic plague. <laughs> the real what thing. The fuck? That is it. Catchy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad plague. Poor bears walks away. <laughs> yeah, I we must burn him. You have the you have the black death. I can't wait until we camp and we do our traditional evening kiss before we go to bed, <laughs> and everyone just gets a little taste. Traditional of evening plague. coughing into each other's mouths. Yeah, uh-huh. open wait, your mouth. Wait, Trey, I have something that might gather make me feel around better. while my boobos separate. You got something that might feel better? What? So I had righteous might on when yeah. you hit me when the mummy hit me. Right. I, I I turned it off when I opened up my hero lab today. You had me down to five hit points in reality. Oh, so one more good hit, you take righteous might off. Permadeath. Permadeath. Yeah. Well, what who's going to heal you? If 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 from permadeath, only God. No, but I mean heal. <laughs> or like, me. He was down. Uh, I could do it. Like, oh, I'm down. Let me heal myself. If if you had avoided the crit that I threw at you, if I had not, if the dice gods had not been as kind to me as they always are. Uh, on a daily I, basis. I think it was, my, I think it was my right mother's now. spirit, even though she's alive, guiding me through that last episode. And giving well, she me was with 20. us in spirit. She was she in was. spirit. Um, and on the phone. And on the phone. <laughs> but if you had, She has spirit as her phone service. <laughs> That's right, spirit. She's a <laughs> proud she's spirit. She's with us in Verizon. <laughs> the most... <laughs> only thirty nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> the most damage I could have done to you would have been, let's see, 17 plus 12, 29 points of damage if I hadn't crit. Yeah. You would have had more rounds to do stuff. You could have yeah. killed us. It's about the die, buddy. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not about how overpowered any of our characters are. Bro, I rolled two crits last It's not about episode. your failures as a person. 
It's about Grant's die rolls. Yeah. Don't, it's get, about don't beat how, yourself up, Troy. It's about how beer is good, God is great, and people are crazy. <laughs> Also so like, that's how it all came That's how it all came to it, There's the answer to your question, Matthew. There it is. Waiting for Grant to do it for you? The god, <laughs> in this sense, is Ergothel. <laughs> he Ergothel. ain't great. Oh, she ain't great. She ain't great. Uh, all right. Enough talk of country, Matthew. Let's get down to business. Country matters? Country matters. What do you guys want to do? Um, okay. So I, for one, would like to search the bodies. That's a fair, uh, a fair decision. Oh, but first, quarantine Baron. Yeah, quarantine Baron. Because uh, <laughs> Pembroke is like, oh no, he's going to see his swelling boobos. <laughs> and, yeah, and no, it's just like oh, this is not good at all. They put an ice cage around him. Yeah, mm, that's Do you have that? Something, <coughs> something that hurts him while it quarantines him. I don't feel so good. <laughs> hey, Pembroke, tell this four bears fella, and well. Fairaza, you understand me, but I'm under the weather. Yeah, Pembroke like covers his mouth and is like, he needs help badly. This is this is this is this is a, a deadly deadly. Forebears uh, definitely sees this. He immediately uh, comes over to Baron and uh, he does a heel check. Nineteen contracts the plague. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you and I are very sick. <laughs> you should wear one of those masks with the You're long with beak. The long beak. Yeah, <laughs> those are terrifying. <laughs> they are super scary. You ever read he, the, like Spy the, versus Spy? The Poe the Poe story, Mask of the Red Death. Oh, sure. yeah, oh yeah, so, all about the plague. Yep. I assume he's able to figure out that he has. The bubonic plague. Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, Four Bears is very concerned about this. He will say to uh, Pembroke in so many words that he needs uh, rest and uh, and Four Bears can help him, but he needs time. Yes. Uh, he needs a, a, at least a night's rest, and he can help him Baron, uh, tomorrow. Can you carry on for at least a little while? I can, I can take us away to, to a safe place very soon. <coughs> you would have to touch him. This is very deadly. Yeah. Pembroke, tell Four Bears that his battle prowess inspired me. I haven't seen a man fight like that with that passion since I last saw Galabras Finn. And uh, I'll, I'll carry on. All right. I relay the message. In Shawanti. And uh, Forebears just nods seriously and then he immediately turns to Feyraza. Asking her, uh, are, are, are you okay? Uh, and he's more so asking, you know, Pembroke, you would hear it in the context of uh, like Baron, like wasting away, or are you just hurt now and, and kind of need healing? I kind of need healing. Yeah, so uh, transmitting that, uh, he is going to uh, do an incantation. Uh, he just kind of looks up, and he casts Cure Serious Wounds Ooh. Uh, and kind of lays his hands on um, Feraza. What are you getting there, 3d8 plus 3? 3d8 plus 11. Ooh. Nice. I'm sorry, 3d8 plus 5. No, there's a cure max light out on the there's castle. A max plus 15, on yeah. 3d8 cure plus serious. 11. Oh, wow. Scales. Yeah. So Good. there's no max? There is a max. 15. 15. Nice job. So 20 points of healing. That's a little bit. Dandy. <laughs> um, nice. And Faraza will do some uh, wanding of herself, but I can do that off here. Sure, sure. Consensual wanding. 
You're the only one I want. And Baron used. You're the one that I want. Baron used all of his uh, cure light wounds on himself in the Shock. proud tradition of self buffing <laughs> that the Ashbeaks have. Self care, yep. right? It's so important in these troubled times. Yes. <laughs> You're also watching Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. I am. See. I love like, that. Like episode show. two is all about that in the second season. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, okay. Talk about emotionally stands. affecting. <laughs> Talk about the plague. Forebear stands. He talks to Pembroke again, uh, speaking in Shawanti, and he's saying he is seeing great evil in his time, and he has seen rituals of undeath from the Skoan Kwa, mm. but nothing of this deprivation. Yeah, before. And is he a member of the Skoan Kwa? He is not. It is another tribe. Oh, that's that's the like undead like uh, exactly. Worshiping that's tribe. the one that we had on uh, that yeah. uh, Lork and everybody went to. That's the one that right, 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 to with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, th- they were you know had relations with the undead, and he sort of had a connection to them in some way because of the you know his spirit walking, speaking with ghosts and ancestors, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. this is a depravity of which he he is not. Uh, yeah, seen yeah. and he's seen some depraved stuff so yeah. he's not shaken or anything like that but he's just like this is really pure evil yeah, that yeah. we're seeing here in a, in a different way than than he's used to uh and he's going to support um pembroke in his search uh, of the bodies yeah. so let's take their stuff once everybody's yeah. stabilized <laughs> yeah all right so let's start with these temple servitors these mummified frost giants. Mm. They each are wearing hide armor. Nothing too uh, exciting about that. But you notice they both have magical circlets on their head. Oh my god. Headbands emanating magic. Uh, I can't use it. Oh, I have one. Let's spellcraft that. Spellcraft that, John. Uh, Nine. I don't know what it is. Twenty-five. Feraza. Not one, but two headbands of alluring charisma plus four. Oh, oh my god. Wow. Oh man. Charisma. Charisma. On those things. That, wow. That is so enormous. That's awesome. What am I wearing? Oh my god. Plus four. I've got my wow. headband of inspired wisdom. Four bears has no head slot. Take it. And he gets bon- like bonuses for charisma. Hell oh yeah, my dude. God. I can't believe they're giving away two headbands of alluring charisma plus four. This why? Is like, can I ask why these creatures would even have them? Yeah, that is weird. Right? What do they benefit? Like, what is the benefit? Weird, for, right? Yeah. For were they like, were they going to come on to us? Like, if they survived another round? Yep. Why don't you come and see me sometime? <laughs> were they like, uh, Ergotho a congressman? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Were we gonna, I was we're speaking, gonna work out a treaty? I was speaking to a young dwarf man <laughs> in Trunau, Belkson. On the outskirts of Trunau. And he told me that he had to give up his one gun <laughs> because my opponent's policies had forced him to sell all of his children. <laughs> Perhaps it was a gift in return for eternal life. Oh. Maybe it just made them bearable to be around. Yeah, maybe yeah sure. there you go. There you go. They like are that. such boys. Yeah, it's like you guys <laughs> suck. Can I? What can we do? Let's give them two headbands of alluring charisma. <laughs> well, their, their boss seemed to be very preoccupied by how well people performed in sexual activities. So perhaps the headband of alluring charisma made those well, acts. I didn't want to say it, Grant. Yeah, no, that's probably that could be true though. I think that's it. You don't think she was using them to satisfy her sexual urges? I didn't say that, Troy. No, but that is also probably of course, true. Of, of course. course. 
You know, when there are certain things you're like, oh, you take two charisma damage, and people are like, okay, who cares? Unless I, I'm a charisma based character, who cares? But like, think about that. What is it? It's like you get a scar across your face or like boils on your arm. Nobody wants to touch you. Yeah. If your charisma is boosted, all of a sudden you're a little more attractive. It also it sounds like a, a Henny Youngman joke or something. It's like, give my wife a headband of Valyrian charisma plus four, please. <laughs> 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 We were just talking about how our references were probably a little, old. a little too old for our audience. Dude, I think Gen X will totally get <laughs> yeah. Henny Youngman. You, you, you know, love Henny Youngman. You, stuff. you know what's scary? Yeah, you thought the Hank Williams reference was too old. If my, if my mom... I mean, what about some Red Fox? Hold on. I know. Uh, my friend Del, he's, he's... He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He's the one guy. It's for you, Del. This show's yeah. for you, Del. <laughs> if my mom can ever figure out how to download the podcast, oh, she'll, she'll love, love that. She will she's love just, that. She'll love never that, get it through Sprint. Uh... <laughs> Mobile. Let's let's talk about her. That's unbelievable. Each that, one of those headbands is worth sixteen thousand gold pieces. Yeah, yeah, might, be worth, might be worth selling. One. It's, like, it's, like a, it's like a super rich dude like paying for expensive plastic surgery for his wife or something. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it's. No, I mean, and it, but it, it fits like I'm telling you, it fits forebears crazily to the point where like you know it is nowhere near worth selling it uh, for him. Oh maybe. yeah, it, dude, pl- well, plus it, four it, item. That's, that's and, no and, joke. And like a, a shaman relies on charisma to a certain extent that I went like low on just because I was like I'm going to fa- uh, focus on other things. This is incredible to find this. Yeah, right here. That's awesome. That's great for for Aza too. It it helps me a little. Um, I mean, it's a plus four headband, so it definitely helps. Yeah, but I'm actually looking at Joe's I'd character sheet right now, and he is the most overpowered character we have. <laughs> he has a sixteen, a fourteen, an eighteen, a ten, a fifteen, and a sixteen wow. as his character. Oh, look is that at her. With the headband. Yeah, yeah. Look at look at her. Here's her. I don't think I showed it to you guys in. Color. Oh no, you did. I th- oh, did not I show in color. you in color? No, no, no color. it was the, the printout. You look had. at her. What oh, beautiful wow. art, huh? Yeah, that's gorgeous. That that arm, I was saying, I I just saw uh, Thor Ragnarok. And, oh yeah! Uh, it reminds me of Cape uh, Blanchett in the movie. Has that horned, like like tight helm with but with the horn yeah, yeah, coming yeah, off yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exactly and, what that the is. goddess of death. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's it's badass. I well, thought about casting her as Cape Blanchett, but I didn't end up casting her. Uh, but that's what I thought of immediately was yeah. the horns. And I haven't even seen that. I just saw the previews. Uh, anyways, what does she got? Let's talk about does, her. Do they have weapons? Oh, she's got. I meant the mummies. No. They just had those. They, they just, just had rapids. Don't you remember getting punched in the face with their cold, <laughs> dead hands? I just thought that was because they couldn't draw a weapon after failing so miserably to entangle us. How dare you? I almost killed you. <laughs> How dare you? dare you? <laughs> <laughs> she has, first of all, spoiler from last week, a scroll of fleshworm infestation. Oh, well, I'm sure none of us can cast yep. that, right? I, uh, I think it might be a divine scroll. Yeah, I'm not 100% I think that, sure. I think that's Oracle spellless or, uh, um, or Inquisitor? Cleric, Inquisitor, Sorcerer, Wizard. Wizard. Oh, Level four. I'll, 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 add I'll, that to your spell book. I'll take it. And which? That would oh, be great, too a great Gorm spell. She too has soon. a large magical scepter. It is a large weapon, but it is magical. She also has a pink and green sphere Ion stone. Which I don't think. Do we have one of those nope. even party? dealt with? We nope. have never encountered one, I don't think, in this campaign. They're the coolest. They're really cool. Oh, we've definitely encountered them in other campaigns. Oh, yeah. yeah. In Jade Region? Never in Giant Slayer? I think this is the first time in Giant Slayer. Oh, these things are the best. Somebody give me a, a spellcraft on that before I keep going. Uh, I need DC 25. 22. Okay. Uh, 35. 
Uh, if that helps. Pembroke knows. Both of you know. Pembroke's like, oh, I've seen this before. Baron doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> let me see what conditions in it. That's the thing about ion stones. They're all in different conditions. Uh, cracked? Oh, is it, yeah, is it cracked? Is it broken? I think it's just good to go. You're gonna like. You're gonna like this. GTG. Show. We're talking GTG. Plus two enhancement bonus to charisma. Oh, oh my! <laughs> Wait. Well, I mean, that's that. That then it doesn't matter. Does it stack? No. With the, no, those are both enhancements. Because alluring charisma is enhancement bonus. Yeah. 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 So this island stone just floats around your head. Just. I like it. Like orbits your head. Right. Yeah. It, would, it would help. It would help uh, both Baron and uh, Pembroke. I could take it because I'm a uh, caster level twelve. Currently a charisma seven. So. I'll take that plus two. Bonus. Get out of here, Pembroke. Can you take it? Do you have some I, level of diplomacy? Yes. <laughs> I want it. No, I can't take I it. Does it take up a head slot, or is it just the... no? It floats around you. I yeah. don't uh, think it does. No, it does not. No, there is no slot. It yeah. has yeah, no yeah. slot. It just floats. I, yeah. Might as well take it. Well, how about a little roll off, gentlemen? Let's do a roll off. Yeah, let's do a roll off. It's something Baron can mildly use. 18. Well, my, my, 18. Ooh. Oh, that's going to be tough. Natural, Natural 20. One. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you owe him an ion stone. Yeah. Uh, all right, so. Uh, listen, Baron, I just I think this might be a little more useful in my hands than yours. I'm uh, sorry. I, I don't care. I'm dying. No, it's all right. It's all right. Please, let's Actually, the bridge. That's, that's why he won the argument. When he starts losing, you know, facial features to the plague, yeah. he might need it at that point. But plus, you're already so handsome. You don't need it. I, I only believe him because of the ions. Yeah, exactly. He's already right. using it. He's already so charismatic. He's so beautiful. I can't, I can't look away. Uh, we'll, we'll, I'll let you roll Spellcraft on this scepter in a moment. But in the meantime, she's also wearing a magical ring. I think it's a ring you guys will recognize because probably one, if not all of you, are wearing a ring of protection. Yeah. Are you wearing a ring of protection plus three? Holy Holy shit. All right. Holy shit. I will not take that. That uh, can go to someone else. I would like it. I'd like it. Yeah, I mean, I'm Ooh. I'm definitely gonna roll. Who's got a roll. plus two or a plus one on their person? I've got a plus, plus one on me. Oh, what a wow! Boost. What a boost. Yeah, uh, four bears has a plus one on him. Three way roll off. But there's enough. There, you know what? Even if you lose, there's enough money from like the other shit we found, like the headband of charisma. You don't necessarily need to maybe buy a ring of protection plus Just two. Just go to the Scare Guard General Store. Yeah. All right. They're selling them half off. All right. Roll if you can throw in a bottle cap if you want. Mm, all right. Now I'm good. Good try. That's a great item, though. Holy protection shit. plus three. Matthew just Mother shaking his head. Joe's shaking his head. Grant. Grant doesn't look too confident. Twelve. Eight. Seven. Oh! <laughs> Wins it with a... Th- and Baron becomes even, even more, more unkillable. unkillable. <laughs> great. Uh, Why do you let him right. do that? <laughs> uh, you know what? Actually, it's interesting, because if I'm not mistaken, cast the casting of Protection from Evil adds a deflection bonus to your AC, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, too, yeah. And so if Bar- Baron is the prime caster of Protection from Evil in this party. Mm-hmm. So he has the ring. He doesn't need to cast it on himself. He casts it on us. It's, uh, it Grant, makes sense. you're a great it's axe great. crit away from rolling up a new character. <laughs> Somebody roll Spellcraft on this mace. Oh, Mace Scepter. Windu. Uh, mace Windu. Scepter. Mace Windu. Uh, mace. 35 again. Oh, 24. Don't worry about it. Pembroke's like, I detect a certain magic from this. It is a plus one heavy mace. Oh, nice. What? But there is much more to this 
scepter of divine providence. Did you plan Whoa. out four bears knowing this would be the loot drop? I just want to know, it's Joe. It's ludicrous. It seems no, I, I think it a is little almost, too perfect. It's almost impossible for this heavy mace to be better than the heavy mace of his tribe. Oh. So I don't, Caster level 17th. Oh, my God. Wow. Clerics and other divine spellcasters make good use of scepters of divine providence, which not only function as weapons and holy symbols, but also heighten the power of the caster's channeled energy. This iron rod is crowned with a metallic sphere and functions as a plus one heavy mace. In the hands of divine spellcaster, the rod also counts as a holy or unholy symbol and divine focus. If the wielder of a scepter of divine providence has the channel energy class feature, she can increase the radius of her channeled energy burst by 10 feet. Whoa. At the cost of one additional use of her channel energy ability, the wielder can expend additional uses to further expand the burst radius up to a maximum of 30 additional feet, which is why she could hit you on oh, that first round wow. because I just expended more uses of my channel wow, to cool. burst up to 30 feet. Wow. I mean, excuse me, you can add up to 30. Yeah, you bur- you bursted 60 feet in that round. Right. That was awesome. Cost her three channels. Now, I don't think anyone here is the channel class feature. No. Nope. No. Not but yet. certainly a large weapon needs to be resized. Uh, but if you ever... Uh, Take a level in cleric. It's a certainly a cool weapon, but it's, it's very cool. It is right now tied to Ergothoa, at least flavor wise, as is this entire room. The huge bug on the floor, this fly with the skull on its back, the altar and the the image of this half naked woman skeleton from the waist down, with a scepter in her hand. Behind this flame wall, as it slowly extinguishes, you see this woman looking down on all of you. There are doors leading out the way you came, two doors leading out of the temple itself, two doors on either side of the altar to the north, leading into two other rooms, and then a set of double doors to the east, opposite the double doors you walked into. Yeah, there's one like looks like a one really big room or sure does. multiple rooms like that we haven't seen yet. Um, I'm worried, but I want to check it out. Yeah, I like I really Pembroke really wants to take care of Baron, but he also doesn't want to have to come back here. So it's been, it's, it has a lot of bad associations. Yeah, for us. this is this has got to be as all the like crazy stuff that we've seen. Even this has to be a particularly unsettling environment. Yeah, and, and I and I think to a large extent, Four Bears is following Pembroke's lead. You know what I mean? Like he's the one that can kind of translate, that can speak to him, that can yeah. kind of d- decide what what we do. And there isn't a, a level of I don't know sanctification that uh, Four Bears needs to do here. Like he he's been in these evil places. He doesn't think of them as like. Uh, oh, they need to be cleansed or any or anything to that. Well, degree. that's the thing too. I, I like uh, forebears. Like he's coming in at level ten. Like that is exceptional. Exactly. Like he's seen some stuff, right? And like, I, just think about all the stuff we've seen to get to to where we are, right? So, which is one of the difficult parts about bringing in an eleventh uh, level character is like you have yeah. to you or, have yeah, to have somebody who has a lot of experience, you know, who yeah. has seen a lot of stuff. That's a lot of like backstory to kind of like fill in at least right. mentally. And and he he has seen a lot of really awful stuff in war yeah. and all that kind of shit, but nothing quite like this. But he uh, he he's fine to kind of follow your lead on this, and he knows. 
uh, from his kind of skills as a medicine man that mm-hmm. uh, Baron is going to be okay as, as long as he as survives the night. Least, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what kind of spell would restore the constitution point damage that Baron has taken? Cure lesser restoration. Lesser restoration? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you just need to re- remove <clears throat> disease. Well, let me be the first to remember an item we neglect far too often. The sapling, the sapling rod. rod. And plant that stuff right now. In the chapel? Yeah. Do you not need dirt? Let me just double check. Feel like you need dirt. Natural ground or earth. You're absolutely right. So we'll wait on it. We'll do, it, we'll do it when we get home. We'll wait on it. You're a real sapling rod, Grant. <laughs> All right. So in this place, bereft of the blessings of any good or neutral even God, this place subsumed and filled with the essence of Ergothoa, Baron grabs the sapling rod, thinking only of himself. Sure. As he always does. Mm-hmm. And then unleashes it. Let's go of it back into the bag of holding because he realizes he's going to be unable to plant it. Right. Just just feeling sick. <gasps> Emanating. You guys all, as you're near Baron, as you, as you wade around him searching throughout the room, searching these bodies, there's like a stink emanating from him. More so than usual. Mm, that's a lot. It's really bad. All right. Let's check out this room. Uh, uh, Four Bears is actually going to remove his uh, cloak. Pants. And he will, <laughs> he'll remove his cloak and he'll toss it over Baron. Oh, kind of wordlessly, just walk over to him and toss this magical cloak uh, over him. And you can see the pallid flesh of Baron, just overcome by the sickness, and kind of these gaunt cheeks that have been overtaken by this disease. And he wordlessly looks up at four bears, and kind of uncertainly at first makes eye contact with him, and then he nods. And covers himself with it and kind of shivers a bit and walks forward behind him. And and uh, Four Bears just says to Baron, and it basically just saying, don't remove this until you are feeling stronger. Uh, it says a, this will help you. It's a cloak of resistance plus four. Oh. Wow. wow. That'll help. And Baron immediately feels better. So it'll take 24 hours and all that shit, but yeah. you, you get the idea. Great. Very cool. Remove it from your character. So kind. Uh, and he will take his shield and battle axe and move to the double door that goes deeper into uh, the side of the cathedral that we haven't examined yet. Can we listen at the door? Feyros steps up to four bears, puts her hand on his chest. Slow down, fella. <laughs> We're going to listen at the Easy, door. Easy, big fella. Uh, Roll perception check. 31, uh, no, 24. 29. 29 for uh, Pembroke. You uh, listen in. Pembroke is the one who really feels like he's got a good handle on the room. You hear what sounds like a large room. The sound, there's no sound coming in from there, but you can tell from listening long enough. That's a one large room. Mm-hmm. Has okay. this like echoey? Mm-hmm. There seems there is silence, but I think this is one chamber. And what did Pembroke roll? Uh, Twenty nine, thirty one from Baron. Does that add anything? <laughs> no, it it takes away. What a what a <laughs> terrible question! Uh, it seems like several small chambers. <laughs> That's what I see. I will foil you at every turn, Grant. Kick uh, in the door. Four, well, four bears at the door is going to wash uh, across with detect magic. 
See if there's any magic in the other room. You do detect magic, yep. What does he detect? He uh, detect multiple auras? Four auras of magic. Uh, spread throughout the room, large uh, size. Emanate from the corners of the room. Each corner. Each corner directly in the corner. Hmm. Kick in the door. Baron weakly yeah. upon hearing. Hold on. He's going to hold the detect magic until he can determine <coughs> uh, possibly a uh, school of magic. Uh, sure. Uh, 23 on spellcraft to determine the school of magic. Yeah, it or, is uh, uh, evocation. Knowledge arcana. Evocation magic. Oh, That's okay. fine. I'll, let, I'll roll it over. It's evocation. Kick in the door. Yeah, well, I mean, he's going to say to uh, uh, Pembroke that it's possible that there are magical traps in the corners of the room uh, that yes. may fire off. Yeah, Pembroke probably senses the same so thing. Just, yeah, so just, yeah, move yes, with they could, care. Yes, we should be careful. Um, but, uh, yeah, open the door. And you open the door. All right, place yourselves on the map. Baron and forebears up front, Feyraza and Pembroke in the back. You open the door into this large room as Pembroke detected. You see giant-sized pews lined up facing a large stone altar in the north side of the room. Uh, Above the altar, you can see right from the door, maybe the guys in the back can't see, a tapestry depicting a great citadel in the midst of a city surrounded by a vast wasteland. Mm -hmm. There are implements on the altar, the rest of the room looks empty, except for four torches in the four corners of the room. Yeah. Before we go in, be careful. Yeah. I want to do a knowledge history on the mural. You can do planes or ah, religion. Okay. Uh, planes is actually a particular strong suit for Pembroke. And I rolled a natty 17. There you go, dude. Uh, so that's 36. And you open the door, and Pembroke gets a view to the back and puts like a hand maybe on Baron or Forebear's shoulder. Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. see this. You've read about this. This is not that uncommon knowledge. I know this place. What do you see? It is on this tapestry, Ergothoa's realm on Abaddon. Ah. Wow. This is Matthew Abaddon, Lance Reddick's character from Lost. <laughs> it's the city that he founded. No, this is... This is... This is the city of Urgothor. Abaddon. A place of immense evil. The poisoned river Styx has its source in Abaddon mm. before it meanders oh like a God. twisted serpent onto other planes. Abaddon may be the most hostile of the outer planes. It is the home of daemons, fiends of pure evil untouched by the struggle between law and chaos who personify oblivion and destruction. It is pure evil. Oh my god. Did So did they detect the, ma- the tapestry was magic? They did not. It's just the torches, right? Yeah. You um, look at the torches and you think, oh. Abaddon was also one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Ah. And the star of that, um, what was that game where you played one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse? Darksiders. Darksiders. Ah. The star of that game. It was a yes. really great game. Right. Yeah, that was a good game. Um, 
can I do a spellcraft check on? I'm gonna like step up just to the threshold and like try to look at the uh, torches. Sure. Do a spellcraft check on them. Raz will do the same. Um, do do do. Twenty five. Twenty four. Yeah, you both know, not unlike the room you just came from, the torches are lit by a uh, continual flame. Okay. Ah. In the evocation spell. Right. Yeah, okay. They're cool. not traps. No. All right. Uh, Pembroke releases a sigh of relief. Faraza uh, would like to burn the tapestry, and she makes this, she proposes this. Ah. She wants to desecrate the entire chapel as, a, as part of our continuing our sabotage yes, mission. Sure. I, that would provide some small comfort to. Ruin what they've, been, what they've built here. Forebears asks you, "What is she saying?" She proposes burn it uh, all, burning, uh, burning down the blanket and f- uh, blankets, uh, blanket with picture, um, uh, 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 tapestry, tapestry. And forebears just like uh, enthusiastically uh, agrees. Uh, so almost a smile with it's just like yes, burn it to the ground. Yeah, burn it all. Are the torches easily detachable? Sure. From the braziers? Or mm-hmm. are they braziers? I don't know how that works. Sconces. So, yeah. So, Faraza, can she just do a quick perception check to make sure they're not trapped? Yeah, sure. Uh, 30. They appear to be fine. Alright, so she's gonna detach one, walk over to the wall, and hold it up to the tapestry and, and light it on fire. Oh, nice. It lights on fire, and slowly it catches up the wall. Just obscuring this whole thing. And not unlike people who aren't even pyromaniacs, you get lost in these flames. And you just stare into it. And as you stare into it longer, you start to see a a scene unfold. You see a river that sort of ends at some sort of fortification can't see beyond the fortification. You can really just see this makeshift dam stopping this river that leads to a moat around the fortification. And it's all very still and quiet. Until the image of a young man comes flying up out of the water, appearing covered in blood and then is immediately struck down and knocked to the ground. And then you see footsteps walking towards the body. (laughs) And the tapestry burns out. Wow. Does everyone see this, or is this... Only Feyraza. God damn it. Son of a bitch with Feyraza knowing everything about the world from beginning to end. She's got... (laughs) God damn it. She's got the... the, She's got the sixth sense. She's got the 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 seventh and the eighth. (laughs) Bruce Willis was dead from the beginning. That's the whole twist. She knew it. Um, She she knew that next Christmas he'd be fighting another terrorist attack. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the twist? (laughs) How can the same thing happen to the same guy twice? (laughs) (laughs) We're having fun. (laughs) Um, Faraza keeps it to herself for now. Um, But can we search the room? Sure. Go ahead and roll some perception. Perception. Any particular place you guys are looking? 27. 27, you're just um, looking about the room. I'm 
checking out particularly the altar. Okay. Uh, 30. Baron is also looking at the altar. Okay. 25. For, for us, is going to check the pews. Pews. Um, four bears? Uh, four bears will... Uh, yeah, he will also check the pews. Uh, <laughs> natural one. Uh, yeah, uh, so four bears. Yeah, you know, look at the pews. You don't find anything. You trip and fall over the pews. Uh, Faye Rousey, you're looking through the pews, and I, I think you see that there's really nothing of interest. There might be a couple of remnants of old uh, books that aren't even – they're like ripped in half. They don't really have everything. You're still preoccupied by what you saw, uh, whereas Baron and Pembroke uh, find um, on the altar uh, – a masterwork silver dagger and a silver goblet worth 50 gold pieces. Oh. Nice. Now, dagger. Treasures beyond reckoning. And a goblet. The question is, do, now you, do you draw the blood and then drink the blood? It looks as if it was used for some sort of ceremony Can I do dealt with drawing blood and then drinking. Can I do a religion check on this? Uh, yeah. Uh, 16. I will roll my own religion check as well. Uh, he beats me a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, knowing what you know since you walked into this place, you don't know if they were doing this to their victims and then drinking their blood. Was she doing this to her servitors and drinking their blood as some sort of witch ritual, making them drink her blood? There was some dark shit going on so in So there's here. like dried blood in the Oh, chalice. yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And the knife itself is covered in blood. Right. So um, some kind of somebody's bloodletting, drinking, drinking somebody's ritual. blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, so and of evil. Course, it's so evil. So or dark. Just Catholic. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, one or the other. Cut the mic. Uh, I'm just saying. This is Matthew's a very common. Very upset. <laughs> like, I'm not. It's it's, a, no, it's I hope like, you guys are ready for the flame wars. It's a thing that it seems like. Wow, that's so evil. But it's just like actually, that's very similar to what the Catholic Church does. <laughs> so now that we've thoroughly. Uh, Discredited your chosen religion. All right, all, all right. right. Sorry, Let's calm I'm sorry, down. Please, Let's carry. call your mom whoa, and ask. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry, let me, you, mom, would let you me tell you one thing. Kid has a few thoughts. My mom is one. I'd love. I want to talk. My to mother is a 100 percent behind transubstantiation. Get this consubstantiation stuff out of here. Good no, word. Good I'm, word. I'm on the Secondly, same page there. My mother um, is a saint. She is a saint. <laughs> but when my dad divorced her. She got upset and she like went to the Monsignor is like, don't excommunicate me, please. Please, oh. please. Oh. And she was wow, like, she wanted serious. to keep the marriage together that hard. Wow. Take and, my son, and, but not me. <laughs> yeah. He's just a foolish, slow child. Drink his blood if you must. Here, I brought the knife. I brought the dagger. Eat of his flesh. Here's the goblet. Here's the goblet. Do what must be done. Do not excommunicate me from the church. I want to apologize to everyone like who worships any anything. Right yeah. Now. But Slow with a child. I'm also really glad now that your mom doesn't listen to the show. That uh, that apology feels as hollow as your leg. And I know you keep your rubies that you're going to take to the future. Don't give away where I keep my rubies. It's in the hollow leg. The idea uh, of your mother going to the priest to beg not to be excommunicated by sacrificing you <laughs> in a Ergothoa-like will never not be fun. It's hilarious. No, it's really fun. I, I mean, it's just so prescient. It is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's bless, America. Bless, it's, it's, bless her heart. It's America. <laughs> um, so Baron is going to um, take a quick walk around the room now that we've done all our perception checks. Yeah, yeah. 
and he's just going to see, since we've searched so thoroughly, if he receives any checks to notice any such features that might be secret doors from his stone cunning. Because he should receive one automatically if he walks within 10 feet of one. You know what? I've roll, never heard you mention this before. Roll That's so a stone cunning check. Fuck. I don't really worry about it so much because I know Troy 100% of the time will remember that. He's just such a great... No, he is no, a real no. stickler for our abilities that benefit us. to the small yeah. stuff. Yeah. I'm your guy. That's a total of a 24. <laughs> when it comes to the small details, that's where Troy shines. That's right. I got you, buddy. Uh, you find no less... <laughs> Nothing. The 24... <laughs> Secret door. <laughs> oh, wow. That's like stupid skill. It's 12 more than I thought. Uh, no, you don't find anything. Okay. Um, so the consecrate spell that I cast earlier, uh, it only lasts for, for two hours against something that's already dedicated to another god. It's been an hour and 50 minutes. Right. But it's not about that little area where we can fight other people. And sure. I want to know if there's anything we can do on top of burning down this tapestry, mm. on top of whatever else we've done to this place, mm. to not only consecrate this place, but to kind of take down the morale of this camp, which is really our overarching goal, to, to scatter the people that have gathered at Skiergard. Roll a wisdom check. Okay. Can I do that as well? Sure. I also have wisdom. It's a 25. Wow, fifteen. I'm what? sorry, twenty-four. Twenty-four. So, Baron, you're you're you're, you're thinking no, about this. What else can we do? You just saw Feyraza light up that tapestry. Obviously, the tapestry of Ergothoa herself. This portrait, which was providing them with some sort of unholy boost, you can destroy that as well. But if you're thinking like, how can we break the morale of the camp by by doing something here? You feel as if you've already succeeded. Oh, oh just killing her. By eliminating her. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she for- was the source of, like, this this evil. And Forebears is kind of going to push it here with uh, Pembroke again, speaking quickly in Shawanti, mm-hmm. that he needs to get out of, that Baron needs to get out of here. Yes, yes, yes. Needs rest, yeah. and tomorrow Forebears can help him. But uh, here there is nothing more we can do. Yes. No, we will, my friend. I just simply want to make leave no stone unturned. I do not want to come back here. The other rooms, you mean? There are Check two, out the other, two other doors. Other rooms yeah. to the east and west of the altar. Staircases leading are up to Are these sacristies? Altar. Is that the name? That the sacristy sounds, the front of the church? That sounds super right, but I have no idea. You were the, the altar that, boy, Joe. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, you're the altar boy. I can't boy. remember if they were the side rooms behind the altar or the front of the church. I feel church. like the sacristy is where the communion was kept. No? Yeah, the, the back of the church. Speaking of... Uh, yeah, that's the back. That's like the, the Did side. Did you say the napkins? No, the, the no he's... To yeah, the side of the altar. Yeah. Those are the sacristies, yeah. I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, dressing rooms. In most older churches, the sacristy is near a side altar or more usually behind or on a side of the main altar. It's like so a, gr- it's so like a green room for priests. Nailed it. So you would think maybe one of these could be a sacristy. That's where the champagne and M&Ms are. That's oftentimes... That's actually <laughs> Only brown M&Ms. No one will worship God unless there's only that's brown M&Ms. That's where the priests are who like to hug a little too long. The sacristy oh. is... Oh, no. Oh, no. Troy, don't take down those naughty priests. They've, they've, got, they've got it too hard. Don't give them trouble, the valley. They, they deserve all the... Fair play in the world. Right, so the sacristies <laughs> is also oftentimes the place where the relic of the church is held, which is often like a piece of a dead saint or finger a, bone or holy person. Oh. Yes. Well, it's usually on, well, it's usually on the altar, but yeah. in, in, the reliquary, in some sort of the tab- reliquary is a place, tabernacle yeah. of some kind. 
For you now, keep another I had a priest finger bone me once. Oh, oh come on! All right, come on! See, now we've got to cut, cut out mic. this entire section. Cut That's like so, I was thinking about this, though, when you were using the mace and we got that other magical mace. Are you familiar uh, with the aspergillum? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. what they throw. Yes, the, yeah, that's so what they throw in, the holy water. Sensor, right? Or no, no, yeah. That's in the, the holy in Diablo, Diablo two, the paladin had a special mace weapon that was an aspergillum that they could hit people with, but it also threw holy water out to do additional Badass. damage to get undead. I need that weapon in this game. That would be awesome. You're welcome, Tom. By the way, <laughs> Tom Lavery. It's a shout out to our good buddy, Tom. Our buddy. All right, an, Diablo, Diablo man, Tom. There's yep. an aspergillum in uh, Jade Region. Is there really? There is. Yeah. There was somebody like uh, when you, well, I don't want to spoil it, but when yeah. you climb that tower. Oh, yeah. right. throwing the holy water. Like yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, that's right. All right. Let's so, check them out. so can we bust in and, and uh, explore these back rooms where yeah. I assume there are unconsecrated hosts and priest clothes? Yes. Would you like to go to the west one or the east one? They look to be of a similar size, uh, 20 by 20 feet wide. Uh, let's do. Uh, uh, west, go west, oh, let's, let's go, go west. Uh, west, four bears will kick open. Horace the door. Greeley, let's follow Horace Greeley's advice and go west, young man. Four bears kicks open the door. And, and to be and to be fair, the urgency of his mission is that like he understands where Pembroke's coming from. That he wants to clear this out, but he wants to get Baron out of here and resting as soon as possible. Yeah. So he's just like no perception checks. Boom, bust the door. Yeah. I went to Catholic school for sixteen years, and I'm not Catholic. Eight years of grade school, four years of Severian Brother High School, and four years of Jesuit uh, college. college. It's called Boston College. college. Thank you. <laughs> Is Columbia not and Catholic? Even I, uh, no. 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 No, dude. Even I forgot that the sacristy is back there. Bottle cap, O'Brien. You just walked into communion storage. Wow. Wow. That is the first benefit anyone has ever gotten from being an altar boy. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, on this show at least. Well, sure. Depends on what you consider a benefit. Oh, this is again send all hate mail to Troy this is why you listen you're not gonna get this on the other shows (laughs) that's right you see several crates and barrels you'll never get easy jokes and and traumatic words on on the other shows (laughs) by the way it's a Lork bottle it's a Lork bottle I I just just said on purpose Uh, you'll never get trigger warnings on any of the other shows (laughs) (laughs) several crates and barrels are stored in this room most of the barrels look like the beer barrels you saw in the brewery. No. Oh. A couple of them are a little different. So you think maybe they just have another type of alcohol in them. Uh, and then they're just boxes of shit. It appears as if most, if not all of the food stuffs in here are reserved for ritual use. Very uneasy feeling in this room. Ugh. I mean, you see liquor and liquor or, casks. or wine. Well, I, you see beer. You okay. see casks that are probably some other sort of alcohol. Boxes containing culinary spices, candies, delicacies. You would think they probably confiscated from ambushed merchant caravans. But there's just a very dark feeling in here that, like, among the basic necessities are all this stuff that is being used in these sexual death rituals. Some 
this this place is messed up, man. It is. This place is messed uh, up. Can, can forebears do a quick sweep uh, for detect magic? Sure. You don't detect any. Okay. Uh, Baron, you can roll an alchemy check on the uh, the other barrels. Would absolutely love to, Troy. Thank you so much. You know what? I know you have it. You've been so respectful towards my church this whole episode. I'd love to just really... Uh, <laughs> let's say that's a 18. <laughs> let's say it's a 18. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like I said, most of the barrels of beer. Um, <laughs> I can I can also do alchemy. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe a couple you, have, of... you have alchemy? I do. Uh, and actually, 32. Oh. Wow. Holy shit. So, yeah. Pembroke really knows what's going on. You both hit the check but Pembroke is like <laughs> like when Baron says something Pembroke like adds a couple more uh, rejoin well actually it's this not yeah, this yeah. it's not that year it's this year <laughs> one contains giant moonshine and another is a cask of fine Parisian wine Ah, so you might say oh it's giant moonshine and then Pembroke will be like well actually it's this vintage well, this year actually this is a it's a cask a of fine Parisian wine yeah. oh that's actually from Sandpoint 4712 yeah. yeah. I, uh, I have one question vintage. Yes. Is Sorry. it flammable? Whoa. Uh, well, the moonshine certainly is. Yes, the moonshine certainly is. I have another question. Yes. Considering we've already poisoned some other alcoholic beverages we've come across in this, is there a way to check this for any type of poison? Or would you roll over that craft alchemy maybe to be able to Yeah, tell? I mean, with Pembroke's craft alchemy, you can know that none of the poison barrels made it here. Got it. Okay. So this is, we think, we would assume that this is for ritualistic purposes. Mm -hmm. Can I do, detect alignment typically works on living creatures, but I want to try to locate the source of the unease in this room outside of just general psychic energy. The source of the unease is coming from you putting two and two together how they were using these Understood. You know, orgies and stuff. Death orgies. (laughs) Uh, Can we appraise uh, either of these barrels? Um, yeah, they're worthless. They'd be worthless to you. There's no way you could cart them around. You know, maybe you can throw it in the bag of holding, but got let's it. use them to burn things. But let's check out the other room yeah. first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're not really going to get anything for it. Yeah. Got it. Unless you, like, join a merchant caravan. Or we can get drunk. You can get drunk. Check out the other side of the uh, okay. altar. Uh, who's going where? Right now you're still... Faraz will go first and listen at the door. Okay. Roll perception. 24. You listen in, don't hear anything. Very small room for sure. Four bears comes up behind her and Faraza gestures to four bears. What Faraza does. Would you like to go in? She nods. So he waits for her to go in? No, he, she gestures to do the kicking in the door thing. Would you so like dramatic. to go in first? Yeah. It was so dramatic last time. <laughs> 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 uh, Perhaps I could step in. Uh, and use words. Okay. <laughs> uh, Vague gesturing. Yeah, so uh, they have this, like, little miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> and then Four Bears, not trusting anything, pulls out his uh, mace, opens the door, pushes his way into the other side of this altar. You open the door, mace in hand, and this simple, small room contains something utterly out of place in the giant village. Now, to you, maybe it doesn't seem as strange since this is your first foray into Skiergard, but the people looking over your shoulder be like, well, I've never quite seen this in all the places we've ransacked since we've come here. A large bed with a soft mattress. Oh, no. 
fluffy pillows. No. And silk sheets. Oh, no. It's a La Quinta. <laughs> it's definitely not a La Quinta. They accept pets with a deposit. <laughs> this is very definitely not a La Quinta. It's a Motel 6. <laughs> no, it isn't. A no, it small isn't. nightstand sits against the opposite wall. Wow. Great depth of field on I mean, the map there. Uh, I mean, you're welcome. It's, it's serious. The three-dimensionality of Troy's maps are... Just and that was the rest that just seconds. I don't do like... a lot well. <laughs> Amazing. But I draw a quick bed. Why are we commissioning I arts when we have one of the world's sense. great artists like sitting right here in our Please. own company? I was, I was, they called me the Picasso of maps. <laughs> because you're an and insane <laughs> Spaniard who <laughs> caught syphilis several times. <laughs> a small price to pay for greatness. <laughs> um, Perception check on the room. Yeah, mm. me too. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. 19. 39. Ooh. Son of a bitch. Standing outside of the room, I'm assuming. You're just kind of looking in. Looking it over. Seeing uh, what's going on. Uh, Four bears pushed in there, but he just got a 19. You don't sense any movement or anything. You see some stuff on top of the night sand. Uh, What stuff? He's looking right at it. He's 39. 10 feet away. Sure, sure. No, you're 20 feet away. 20 feet away. What, what does he see? It looks like some A diary? Sort of, uh, journal of some kind? Uh, sheets of paper. <laughs> A journal. No, no sheets of paper, like laying out loose, with loose ink, parchment, ink pot, a pen. Oh, and some aha! Writings and some sort of uh, like symbol, like a platinum symbol. Hmm. For uh, us, it will gesture to Pembroke and, and yeah, Pembroke is going to cautiously enter the room and go over towards. Four Bears is going to cover Pembroke because he's like, I probably can't read this, yeah. so he's just going to Pembroke roll a fortitude save. Oh no! Come on. Um, that is a on, fourteen. Pems. Oh fuck, Pems! Oh. oh no, Pems! I just want you to roll for it. Oh, oh, you are a, you are the worst person alive. <laughs> That's the best thing to do You're, as a GM. We're having oh. fun. Huh? You're terrible. You see a platinum unholy symbol of Ergothoa okay. laying on the table next to a pouch of black onyxes. They're like spilled out. You would assume the rest of the pouches just contains more of these black onyxes. Several sheets of paper, like I said, an ink pen, a pot of black ink. Nothing else of interest in the room. This beautifully ornate bed doesn't appear to have anything laying on it. Um, Can I do... But it does, see, uh, but it does appear to have been very well used. Um, I cast the uh, first level spell Black Light and cast it over the oh. bed. No, no. Um, <laughs> I'm going to... Can I do a religion check on the onyxes and like... Uh, sure, sure. Maybe out of praise. A praise, yeah. okay. Um, uh, 20. Yeah, there were uh, a total, if you look through them, a total of 750 gold pieces. That's nice. Now, you know, if I, I let you like think about in ter- terms of religion, did this have any religious significance? You, you don't quite know. Nice. Um, and obviously, this is platinum symbol of Rikotho. That's probably worth 50 gold pieces, but right. it's more just awful. Yeah. Um, but down. you think like maybe before she came into this having this scepter, she used this was her holy symbol, uh, and then she transferred to the scepter. So this this is her. Bedroom, this is her like private the high priestess's quarters. <laughs> um, okay, and then the papers. Like, is there anything? So you pick up the papers and yep. start reading them. Get they, the papers. Get the papers. They appear to be. <laughs> 
Jimmy two times? Jimmy two times. <laughs> Nailed it. The papers appear to be personal correspondence between someone named DeBellos and someone named Dulceline, who huh. appears to be DeBellos's sister. Is that could that be her? Could that be the woman? You would think we... one of them is DeBellos and one of them is Dulceline. If you're looking at it longer, most likely the woman whose room this was, who you just killed, was DeBellos. And the other woman is Dulceline. You would think so with those names. As you yeah. read it, you feel as if it's strangely mundane. And it's addressed to a location called Druanwiat Manor. Ooh. That sounds lovely. Sounds like a La Quinta. <laughs> a Tesselling. <laughs> La Quinta Manor. In the letter, she asks about the weather, hmm. the health of the other's children, hmm? and how she misses the autumn in Varno. 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 What is Varno? Uh, can I do a geography? Sure. Oh, yeah, I got geography. Yeah. Never get to use a 20. 20? Ooh. Yeah. It uh, is. 20 as well? Yeah, you both know it's a principality in Ustalav. Ah. Okay. Son of a bitch. Yes. Yeah, Varno, yes. Principality in Ustalav. 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 Do, do you know it? Yeah. Yes. Addressed to a location called Druanwiat Manor. Asked about the weather, the health of the other's children, and how she misses the aust- autumn in Varno. It's, there's something about the letter that is just so s- disconnected from the woman you just fought. Is this like in code or something? Yeah. I'm wondering. Can we do a perception check for code? In the right? Linguistics? I'll do, do a linguistics, linguistics check. Hell yeah. This is Pembroke's time to shine, baby. Uh, that is a 28. Time to shine. If I'm not mistaken. 28 linguistics wins every linguistics check in the history There's of There's no Finder. linguistics check is going to be worth it. No, no DC than higher than 28. Hell Come on, Troy. Don't I, lie. I rolled to aid. Make it 30. <laughs> I, yeah. roll, I rolled to aid, too. Make it 32. Hell yeah. You did not roll, Joe. I did. No. I rolled. I didn't see that roll. I rolled. Ro- <laughs> I just rolled. I deny. All Hold on. I rolled for Joe. Matthew, roll. Two. No, I Classic rolled. Joe. <laughs> Matty, 17. DC, 20. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, I hate you. I hate you. He is the worst. Every GM. day, every day of my life. Pembroke's looking you. this over, looking this over. Mm-hmm. Why is this woman talking about the weather, asking about the health of her sister's children, and talking about Dronwiat Manor? Pembroke. Crazy high intelligence. Maybe one of the smartest men in all of Galarian yeah. looks this over. There is a code here, yeah. for sure. And by studying it, you crack the code. Yes! And it says the Frost Queen prepares. We permit the Storm Tyrant to perform our labors. Oh. Timetable uncertain. The pawn's citadel requires repair. The outsider approaches with key in hand. But now the pallid princess's great work begins. 
And then it says, We'll see you next week. You son of a bitch! No, I gotta unpack this! Oh no! Oh my god! Died of a bubonic plague. Baron died. It took him four days to crack the letter. I finally figured it out. You finally got me in the valley. You killed him. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 